This week on the Star Parent Podcast, we'll be listening to Valerie Sanchez. She's a mother of two and has over 20 years experience working with nonviolent communication. She's actually called an empathy guru. Listen to her tips and practical methods for bonding with our children, our partners, and even using it in your workspace. Hello. Hello, Lorraine. Hello, Lorraine. How are you? I'm very well, Valerie. How are you? Very well. Very happy to be with you today. Yes, me too. I really, really am. Everyone, today on The Star Parent, we're talking to Valerie Sanchez, um, originally from France, but now living in Montreal. Valerie is here today to talk about nonviolent communication as a spiritual tool, as a professional tool, as a family tool a tool that we can use for our children. Before we get started, let me just give the uh, space to Valerie right now. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, um, well, I can start with the fact that I just turned 49. Uh, which is happy birthday. For mother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the happy mother of two beautiful kids. Of course, they're mine, so they're beautiful. Uh, two beautiful boys uh it's actually not kids anymore they're they're teenagers i guess they'll yes. be my babies for the rest of their life always uh, <laughs> and so i've got a, a two boys 15 and 11 years old um and very happy to to be settled in this um, new country for me it's been five years i'm settled in montreal just because that country is very close to my value and actually it's close to my parenting value is um I wanted my kids to be to to grow up in a country that really embodies the value that I was trying to 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 vehicle mm -hmm. in my education, and I was realizing that back in Europe and in France, it was a bit difficult to see that in a daily basis, you know, in the street. And so I I was looking for that openness, open mindedness, and um, and a lot of opportunity and uh, and empathy that is actually mm -hmm. at the heart of nonviolent communication. So mm -hmm. this is my this is pretty much of my my journey, and I've been here working here for the last five years. Yeah. Yes. So when you meant uh, Montreal having the values that you 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 value, did you mean like uh, the multiculturalism? Did you mean what did you mean by yes. that? There's a okay. lot of that. There's the yeah. um, it's 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 about the diversity. It's about being curious about the other rather than mm -hmm. being scared. It's yes. about and it's about the, um, in French, we say bienveillance. So I don't know what's the equivalent in English, but it's really the, the way people interact. And I think it's part of the education here and that diversity at heart is how we respect each other and how people yeah. are more curious about each other than just fearing each other. And I really yeah. like the way, it's, it's really embracing the other's culture. And, and, and it's really that empathy mindset that I find here that is more difficult to find in, in Europe in general, maybe because yeah. just people, the, the concentration of people is higher, I guess, and that makes a lot different. But the quality of relationship here uh, makes a whole difference. Well, the history is quite different as well, too, right? With the fact that we have the, our indigenous people, we have a, the base of a very spiritual um, continent, uh, North America. Mm. I'm not saying that Europe is not the same, but we have a different type of richness which adds to our Canadian-ness. Absolutely. <laughs> guess, you know? Absolutely. And it's, I love a, and it's a new country as well. I guess it's, it's a country yes. that really still, 
still is rooted in the fact that everyone is valued to have a contribution into building their country. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and as you said, Europe has been built a very different way. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you're referred to, and maybe this is um, not exactly true, but I love how you referred as an empathy guru in your work. They call you <laughs> empathy guru. <laughs> yeah, which is, well, it's, it's, uh, I'm laughing at that name because I actually, I kind of like it and I kind of hate it because I, I don't like the guru, um, yeah. you know, connotation of yeah. you know, being the one who knows. I'm definitely not the one who knows, but I believe I'm, I'm the reference in my company. I'm, I'm working for a, a, a big organization, a worldwide organization that is really a business, business organization that is mm -hmm. really made to make money. And at the mm -hmm. same time, what I'm trying to do there is really to diffuse a culture of empathy in the way we work, in the way we serve our customers. So of course, ultimately it serves the business, but behind, behind that, and I've got that hidden contract with them, mm -hmm. is really I want to bring the people and the employees of that company to another level of awareness. Mm -hmm. And so, especially in the time we're going through, but it's been now five years um, I'm working on that with them, but especially during the COVID period, they really realized that the soft skills are not so, so soft and they are at mm -hmm. the heart of what we need and what the human connection is about. So I'm really using nonviolent communication and they call me the empty guru for that in helping them to understand that really what values, what is mm -hmm. the value of the company, but also the product we're selling is actually the quality of the relationship we build around it. For people who don't know what nonviolent communication is, because this is new to me, I just learned it about mm. two and a half years ago. Can you just give us a little basic overview of what it actually is? Sure. So first, the name is a bit connotated as well. I mean, when you think nonviolent communication, you're thinking about Gandhi and all this origin. And it, <laughs> it, has a, it has a root in there somehow, because it's really about how can we communicate in a way that is nonviolent even though we are talking or speaking from a place of high emotion that sometimes yeah. could be violent, right? In the way they manifest. Right. Actually, on, on whether th these emotions are good, let's put a, a, a judgment on that, but, and actually nonviolent communication is about non-judgment, but let's say whether your emotion is good or whether your emotion is bad, okay? It can mm -hmm. be anyway in the way it manifests very violent for you and for the others. So mm -hmm. the base of that is nonviolent communication, but it's actually not just that. It's really a way we also call it the mindful communication or authentic communication. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's coming from Marshall Rosenberg, who is a psychologist that started that communication method, would say, in, in the 60s, and uh, that he used it in many, many, many different aspects, especially doing mediation. He used it in prisons. He used it in very different different ways. Mm -hmm. Basically, what nonviolent communication is a way to be able to express truly your truth, what you feel, and being able to have the clarity of what it means for you, mm -hmm. and being able to communicate it to someone else in a way that it's nonviolent, but authentic. So you're not silver lining. You're not trying to sugarcoat. You're not trying to hide. You're trying to be your authentic self, but you're doing it in a way that is acceptable and that mm -hmm. is understandable uh, from someone else. So basically, yeah. you use it not to trigger anyone. And that's the best way for you to have the best chances to be heard. So it's a both-way communication. And first, it starts with self-empathy because nonviolent communication requires to be able to have that clarity within of what's happening for you. Right. Okay, what's coming up for me right now after hearing that is 
So as a black woman, <laughs> I was raised Jamaican and we are very loud when we speak, extremely passionate with our hands. And when I was introduced to nonviolent communication, I was told that I was speaking violently. And I was like, what? I'm just being myself. Like, what are you talking about? So mm. often in the way that I spoke, I wasn't being heard because my partner was threatened by my delivery. So mm. what would happen is I would have to keep in a lot of my energy and like literally grit my teeth to speak. And then mm. often I wouldn't share how I was really feeling because it was masks masked by this anger that I was feeling that I wasn't able to express myself. So I know that there are courses for couples, which I am on a waiting list right now for, but it was something that was very difficult for me to accept that mm. my way of communicating was not reaching the people that I wanted to listen to me. Mm. So well, that's, that's very interesting. And thank you for sharing your experience here, Lorraine. What comes to me right now is actually um, nonviolent communication, as I said, is a, is a both way. It's a mutual understanding. And mm -hmm. it's definitely not about putting a mask so the other can hear you. It's about being your authentic self. So I don't want to, um, to, to, to judge something that I don't know, but in this relationship, but Nonviolent communication is not about not being passionate about what you're living. It's not about taking your emotion and put them, you know, and not being loud. You can actually, be, you have to be yourself. It's about authenticity. Mm -hmm. So if you, you're not violent, you're passionate. That's a very different thing. And mm -hmm. you can totally communicate with your passion in a way that someone else is not triggered by it. And the secret, I guess, relies into... My mind blowed when I understood that. And it's a concept and it's actually something you can live in your experience, really. It's what Marshall Rosenberg is saying is that our emotions are at the surface of the iceberg. Okay, picture an iceberg. Iceberg okay. is the tip of it that is at the surface are the emotions. Whether you want or not, we can see how you feel mm -hmm. most of the time mm -hmm. because of your body language, because of right. communication, right? Yes. So whether you want it to be seen or not, the emotion is right here invited in the conversation right yes. so the emotion is what you see the 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 ha moment i had with nonviolent communication is that marshall rosenberg says emotions are just data mm -hmm. data that enlighten that give you a clue of what's happening within that is mm -hmm. what matters so below the surface below the surface this yep. big iceberg is made of the human needs so you know maslow pyramid and all that the human yes. needs all share the same basic human needs from basic human needs to spiritual human needs, right? There is that, mm -hmm. that hierarchy that we all share. We, we might not feel the same human need at the same moment. They might not be triggered exactly at the same time, but we all share that communality uh, of human needs. This is where we can, we can understand each other because we can relate to any human needs as well as we can relate to any emotion. So basically, mm -hmm. stay with me. Emotions are the tip of the iceberg. And Marshall is saying an emotion is actually indicating you if a human need right here, right now is being met or not. Mm. So basically, if you feel a, an energizing emotion, such as joy, such as contentment, such as, um, I don't know, a great, uh, an emotion of, of being grateful, mm -hmm. these, these are, let's say, positive emotion, to take a segue, positive yes. emotion is indicating that there's a very human need 
very important to you right now that is being met. So maybe right now, for instance, I'm, I'm feeling passionate and energized because my human need for transmitting what matters to me in terms of value and knowledge is met right now because I'm mm -hmm. talking about it with you. The other way, you might feel anxious, you might feel nervous, you might feel depressed. And that's actually an indication that something inside as a human need is not being met. Right. So when you realize that, you realize that you can speak from your emotion, which sometimes can be violent, or you can use all your passion and energy to talk about it, but to talk about your human needs rather than your emotion. So it's not about throwing your anger to someone else. Because what will happen is that probably it will, it will trigger their own anger or the defensive mm -hmm. mode. Mm -hmm. So how can I do that without triggering the defensive mode? Is It's talking about I'm very angry right now because my human need for freedom is not met. And that's a different conversation. Yeah, that is. And it, that takes a very self-aware person to identify their need. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but that's another thing that I've been studying for a while. And on the Enneagram scale, I'm a base two and I know that it's very difficult, as you might know too, Valerie, it's very difficult for me to ask for what I need because I always put other people's needs before mine. And I'm just learning now at 45 that my needs are very valid and need to be addressed right away. So for someone who doesn't know how to do that yet, how can nonviolent communication foster their development? Well, it's actually, and that's where it becomes very interesting and spiritual at the same time. Mm -hmm. For it to be authentic, it's about introspection first. It's about right. connecting yourself to your inner life and right. to what is it that you really need. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, very, and it's a very um, interesting piece of work to do because then you soon realize when you're deep diving into that iceberg and that ocean of needs that, relies on, that lies under the surface, you realize that it's not so much that you need something from others. You realize you've got your own resources to meet your mm -hmm. needs. And that puts another pressure out of the relationship. And so how can you do that? You know, and it's funny because um, you're a mother as well. So I always told myself, happy mother makes happy kids. Yes. So it's also a very, it's also the safety and security you're giving um, to your kids and your family is it's your duty to actually do that introspection and be, make sure that you know what you need because mm -hmm. when you know that and you understand the iceberg now if you do meet your needs and you're clear about what they are first you need to be clear about what they are mm -hmm. and then you will find the resource to meet them then you'll be happy that's the yeah. positive emotion coming in and if you're happy people around you are as well yes. so i think it's it's it start with yourself and how can we do that well I will take a parallel of, you know, when you're studying the science of wine or my background is in beauty. So I'm, I, I study a lot. I'm working on fragrances. So I study a lot the vocabulary to describe mm -hmm. fragrances. That's something you learn. And that's something the sooner you learn it at early stage, we should learn that at school, actually, to kids. Yeah. I, I told that to my kids when they were, you know, as soon as they could talk, actually, is, is develop a vocabulary of what are my emotions? So go over, yes. I feel good or I'm feeling bad because there's yes. much more than that. And so you have to develop a vocabulary to talk about wine. You have to develop a vocabulary to talk about fragrances. It's the same. We need to first develop a vocabulary of talking about our emotion and talking about our human needs. Mm -hmm. And what nonviolent communication start with is actually, and I've got cards. I've got a card on one side, it's feeling, oh, on the other side is human need. 
And I'm asking the people to actually say, okay, how do you feel right now? What is your feeling? Don't tell me good. I don't take good as a good. What mm -hmm. is it? How, is, how does it taste? What is yeah. that good exactly? Right. And then, and then try to see, okay, if it's good, what could be the human need that is met right now? And you've got a whole list you can refer to Yeah. that helps you identify what really matters to you right now. I have this list on my fridge, actually, the, from nonviolent communication, the list of emotions, the list of needs, mm. and the, the requests that can be given thereafter. Um, so let's have a little example here for, sure. so our listeners can understand kind of the formatting of how somebody will be identifying their, their, their emotion, identifying their, their feeling, and what their needs are. So let me just put a scenario out there. Uh, it's a mom. She's a working mom single parent. She has three children at home, two are teenagers, and one is a uh, under 10. And she comes home and there's dishes piled in the sink from the meals through the day. And all the children are watching videos or um, doing something else. So she comes in with an expectation of having a clean kitchen, but it's not. Mm -hmm. She's devastated. She's She's been overworked. She has, she doesn't have the resources right now to reach out because of COVID. How can she communicate to her children without being violent? Hmm. Well, first it looks like my life, except I'm not going to work. <laughs> and except I only have two, but I can tell you the pies are as big. <laughs> so... Um, so that's a very realistic example. Thank you for bringing it out. Um, <laughs> So the first thing, the first thing is um, breathe. Mm. <laughs> Take that moment that will allow you to come with your biggest self into the situation so you don't speak from your emotion, mm -hmm. but you're able to speak from your higher self. Because only your higher self has the clarity of what is the human need behind and in the yes. way to communicate. If you yes. do speak from your anger, you can use that method. It will still be very aggressive because it's not authentic. And right. it's not really talking about what really matters to you. Mm -hmm. So it's about intention. What is your intention? Do you want your kids to feel guilty? I wanted to take this moment to just share with you a little fun fact. When you're angry, your intelligence level drops. So when you're speaking to your children, in anger, just remember that this is not truly being your authentic self. So it's really important to take that time just to breathe. Let's go back to Valerie. So the first thing you have to do is really take a deep breath and, and check in in your intention. Mm. If, if your intention are, I want them to feel guilty and to realize how painful it is for me and how difficult it is for me and how much I need some help and, and all of that, just realize this is your anger talking and your frustration yeah. talking. It's not really what matters. What matters is your human need and you need support to take care of your house. You need um, contribution. You need a fair share. Um, so you need balance. Um, mm -hmm. This is what really matters. So take that moment to actually check in and say, what is my intention? Because if my intention are these, this is what they're going to feel. And you don't get anyone to listen to you if you're using and triggering the guilt. Right. Right. So it's about bringing in the best in you so you can bring in their best in them. So first you take a deep breath, you check in with your intention and, and you do that checking about 
what is it that I need? How do I feel and what is it that I need? Very quickly, you will realize, I feel frustrated. I Mm. feel angry right now. I feel lonely. I Mm. feel desperate because it's been so many years or days and I'm asking for that and still not there. So there's a lot of feeling emerging. And at first, I acknowledge this feeling. They're fine because I'm not stuck in there because I I recognize that these are data that are just lighting up to say, hey, hey, something wrong is happening at the human need level. What is it? Right. And then you just deep dive. Okay, I feel frustrated. Why? Because I've got a human need for balance in my life. Mm -hmm. I've got a human need right now to rest after a long day of work. I've got a human need for something that would be, I don't know, fairness maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, um, a fair share of, of contribution. Maybe cooperation. Support. Cooperation yeah. is another one. Yes. yes, I need a bit of cooperation. Yes. Maybe also I need harmony and beauty in my house when I'm coming back. Yeah. And, uh, and so pick the one that is the most important for you. And if I take my example, because that does happen to me very often, <laughs> uh, the harmony outside my house is as important as my harmony inside. The way it looks mm-hmm. outside is the way the mess outside is reflecting my mess inside. So yes, usually what I would say is now, and that's the fourth step of nonviolent communication is first I start with an observation. And I would say something, Listen, kids, when I'm coming back home and I see you on your video games or playing with the dog and I see all the mess around the kitchen, all this pile of, of, of things in the kitchen, and that's my observation. Step two, mm-hmm. I feel desperate. Honestly, honestly, mm. I really feel bad. And I want to cry because I had such a hard day. Um, and you know what? I, I feel that bad because I feel frustrated because I've got a need for harmony mm-hmm. and collaboration in order to make that place harmonious because that really reflects on my mood mm-hmm. and so that's the, the third step how i feel first step what are my needs and then i will come with a request which is not a demand because a request is you're ready to have a yes or a no which is the most difficult part and i would say something like would you agree um, to stop what you're doing and maybe give me a hand so within the next 30 minutes with a great collaboration we can get rid of all that mess would that be a deal and be okay. ready to have a yes or a no because right. after that if you're not ready to have a no that you're putting too much pressure on that and that means that you're actually asking them to solve your need they don't have a right. need for harmony you do mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's about taking your own responsibility and then be ready to negotiate. They might say a no, and then you can say, okay, what would be then something that is respectful of your need for playing right now? Because I can see this is what's happening for you. You've got a need for play. Mm-hmm. So how can we compromise? And maybe you can play for the next 10 minutes. I'm taking my shower. And do you think that after that, we can start working on that together? And that will be a compromising into responding to my needs as well as responding to the other needs and that's Mm. where it's authentic because it's Mm. a both way where we can join respecting your own needs and the other one's needs okay so let me just backtrack it does help i just want to backtrack so the first point there's four points the first one is to observe to breathe and observe yes the second one is to state your feeling yes the third one is to create uh Request? Connect to your it? need. Connect to your need. 
connect to your need. That's it. Okay. So connect what is it three, that you need. Connect what is it that you need. And then four is to state your request. Yes. And now exactly. Yeah. And maybe I can precise something. It's very important you don't get confused between my my need, expressing my need and making a request. If your need mm-hmm. comes out like I need you to, yes. This is it's a not request. a need. This yeah. is not a need. A need is inside of you. It's not mm-hmm. I need you to. Yeah. So right? like when I come home, I really love seeing the place uh, organized and clean. My need for harmony and aesthetics is important. Is, is, that, is that a good way of... It's a fantastic way of saying it. Because that's, that's usually what I say. I'm like, I need aesthetics. I need the room to... Like when I go into the bathroom to take a bath, yeah. I, I need... It's not just about the bathtub. It's about the countertops. It's about exactly. the towels being folded. It's about candles being there that haven't been lit already. <laughs> It's about the experience, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, the magic of it is that if you tell your kids, "I need that harmonious aesthetic around me," I don't see how they can feel triggered by that. They Mm -hmm. might not feel concerned, but they won't be triggered. Well, it's the whole point. Exactly, and it also awakens their senses to okay, what isn't aesthetically pleasing right now. How are ways that like for, for a, a toddler, that could mean cleaning up their blocks, putting their books away, hanging up their hat. These little things can be even for babies. You can do hand over hand, picking up their blocks with them. Oh, I love it when the blocks are put away after we're, after we're done using them. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. That is, that's so beautiful and brilliant um, for you to explain it this way because uh, one I th- think I don't know if you have a, a myth about uh, nonviolent communication that you want to debunk for our audience. What's something that people think it is that it isn't? Oh, people think it's a way to um, civil line the reality or undermine your own needs so you can relate to others. Mm. And I think you can, and it's about just being very quiet and very. Um, politically correct and it's not that you can mm-hmm. actually you can actually scream in a nonviolent way you can scream your need i mean you can be very assertive in the way in the way you are um expressing what you need mm, i need to, i need to learn that and i'm so glad that you're introducing me to it it's spirals right it's called spirals the, um, you you sent me a link and I checked it out. I actually put myself yes. on a waiting list. And from what I gather, they're one of the best in in Montreal uh, that mm-hmm. uh, train uh, people using nonviolent communication. Because I I do see it within myself just in the past two years how much it's helped me to be more calm and humble in expressing myself. Because often my physical reaction would take over so much that I felt, I felt a sense of, uh, I don't want to use the word privilege, but I felt like because I'm so upset, you have to listen to me. Mm. Because I'm so affected by your behavior, your attention is needed right now. And that stance 
never got me what I wanted. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's not the, well, it can, but odds are that, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of chance that you'll be listened at that point. <laughs> right. And also the, the compassion and the love that you, that I actually needed w w would not be given. So this was a, a tool for me. It, it is a tool for me to, to accept myself and accept my feelings and own them. It's exactly it. And that's, and that's, I love what you're sharing is that it's, there's two mechanisms here that is at stake. That's what's happening within you and what's happening on the other. Mm -hmm. When you actually are able to name how you feel, it's, it's automatic. You, you already feel better because your emotion has been acknowledged. Yes. Even just from yourself. And, right. And there's a sense of release of, yes, this is it. I feel frustrated right now. Just the fact that I'm nailing it oh, there's a bit of breath coming in my lungs. And because yeah. of that space you create, then you've got, you've got that little space you can use to say, okay, let's go deeper. What mm. is it exactly? What? And, and that takes you out of your anger that was taking off frustration, that was taking the whole spot, right? Yeah. And you use that little space you just, you just created to focus your attention now on what really matters. And it's yeah. not your anger anymore. What matters to you? And that's so releasing to spend that. That's self-care, actually. That's connecting to your higher self. That's connected to your spiritual you. And mm. that's, that's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. So it that's the is. first thing that, that works. And the second thing that works is that when you are able then to express it in that way of this is what I need without putting that pressure on the other that you are responsible for my need or you are responsible for my emotion. Because you're not, actually. What you just did is press the red button that works for me, for me. But sometimes you're not even aware you're doing it as an outsider. So no one else is responsible for your emotion and your human needs. So you take that pressure out of the relationship. And you're talking about something that is universal. If you're talking about your need for harmony, even a young kid can understand, maybe not the word mm -hmm. harmony, but he can understand mm -hmm. what likes in a beautiful drawing mm -hmm. or when it's sunshine or when, when it's peaceful. And so anyone can connect to that intuition of what is a human need because we all, we're all made of the same flesh. We're all made of the same human need. So even though I don't have the same human need in my hierarchy as yours in terms of harmony or aesthetic, I can relate to that. And so yes. it makes a bond that we can talk about. Oh, I feel bonded with you through this conversation, mm. Valerie. Thank you so much for taking the time today to explain this. I would love for you to come back so that we can go deeper. Are you interested? Oh, that will be my pleasure. I'd like to investigate how we do that with the youngest. That's yes, absolutely. I think that we could definitely talk more about that. I'm, I would love that. I would love okay. that. that would oh, be Valerie. Pleasure been a pleasure to have you here today on the star parent thank you for being here i ask all my listeners to think about this question what does spiritual parenting mean to you whatever it is seek it ask for it and do whatever it takes to make you shine have a wonderful day